Zennial Odyssey podcast, where hosts Remy and Bobby Rocks explore life for people born in the late 70s and early 1980s. Each week, they embark on expeditions exploring their analog childhoods or interview guests about navigating adulthood in a digital world. Join them on another adventure to discover what it means to be a Zennial. That's right, Rem. We're back. How are you? Things have been fucking nuts, man. Do you want to tell us about it before we get into the episode itself? No, it's just, you know, people who followed know that Remy has a tumultuous storyline that yeah. um, goes up and downhill. And it's, it's been crazy, man. I'm staying with some friends and blah, 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 kind of jumping around a little bit from place to place. But you know what? I feel like if the stuff that was happening to me right now happened to me in my 20s, I don't want it to hurl myself off a fucking cliff. Oh, really? Yeah, just it's been a lot. And I feel like... Where I'm at right now, I'm like, ah, it's a bunch of bullshit, but I got it. So I'm doing all right, man. Thank you for asking. How have you been? Uh, I mean, obviously, we catch up elsewhere, so we have the drive, but how have you been for the folks? Uh, So people who have uh, heard, uh, they hear me talk about it a little bit, that just uh, work, dealing with work. Yeah. Uh, Work is mixed bag sometimes. Just uh, trying to get used to that, but uh, hanging in there. Good. I missed, I missed your brother. I know. We've been trying to do this episode exa- here right now for a long time. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, everybody, is about a month and a half ago, Remy and I went to the movies again. We did. And unlike with Evil Dead Rise, where we had a fantastic experience, Wonderful. we had the opposite experience with this for multiple reasons. Multiple. Yeah, it was. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. It was jarring. It was. For many reasons. So. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to focus on that today. We're going to focus on our experience. And what movie did we go see? We unfortunately went to see um, the Flash, Flashpoint, or whatever the fuck it's called right now. We saw the, the most recent Flash film because, because of Michael Keaton as Batman. We're old and... It was a big driving force. I'm not going to lie. And in hindsight, this is the first part where I took a misstep because... I knew that Enter the Spider-Verse 2 was in the theater at the time. Mm-hmm. I think Enter the Spider-Verse, the first movie, is one of the most amazing animated movies I've ever seen. And I was bummed I didn't see it in the theater. So the fact that I knew it was out and got seduced by the Michael Keaton thing, which is why they did it, and I asked you specifically if you wanted to see it, I am so bummed now that I've watched the new Spider-Man that I chose Flash. Well, he was, he was at least a, a reason to see it. Yeah, no, it was. Michael and Keaton was a reason to see it. Spoiler alert, it's been out for almost two months now. It's released he, now at home, I think. He, he was a reason to see it. If anything else, he was a reason to see it. No, and easily, easily the best part of the film, hands down. The scenes with him, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything. He's back, blah, blah, blah. And they do some weird shit. Like, do you have any issues if I say spoilers? Because no one's going to give a fuck. We didn't like our experience with the movie, so spoil away. Fuck it. I but like, care. and at the end of the most recent Flash film... In the DC universe, George Clooney is Batman again. Ugh. Yeah, like, wow. Like, I laughed because it was such a ballsy thing to do. But but anyway, it's a movie. He runs through time, tries to fix everything, fucks everything up. We see Michael Keaton, Batman, who's phenomenal, though. The first scene when they break into Wayne Manor and he's just beating the fuck out of the two flashes. Well, well we've seen that before. It's the butterfly effect. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher, underrated movie for Ashton Kutcher. I love that film. Most people would have been, I know in 2003, people were like, oh, Kelso. Kelso's doing this, but it was actually a good movie. Dark as hell. Yes. Um, but so anyway, we're getting the cart before the horse. A messy film, a loud film, a constant film, 
But we were more taken aback by the 30 minutes preceding the film. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So first things first is when you come into a movie theater, what are you going to do? You are going to sit down. And in modern day movie theaters, you're going to be bombarded like it's TV and you're just going to be bombarded with commercials and all that. But something happened before that, Rem. Yeah. Because somebody really, really upset you. Oh, was it? Was Oh, I made us get up. Yes, yes. Rem made us move from our seats that were assigned seats that we picked online before we even went in the movie theater. Imagine an empty theater, okay, with 10 people sporadically placed. Imagine, for some fucking reason, a couple coming and picking the two seats right next to you. I'm not sharing an armrest, bitch. I was so annoyed. I'm sorry if that was off-putting to you at the time. I was like, yeah, I just want to move down because I want to fucking, I'm a man, dude. My arms, my, so yeah, I did do that. I, it was a little Karen moment, but it's like the guy in an empty bathroom who pisses at the urinal next to you. So literally just for everyone, and yes, this is hyperbole, but if everyone wants to get a look at what it looked like, so I'll play Remy. So he just was literally the person sat down. Yes, they were a little heavier set. Yes, they were talking and annoying. I'm not little. And they were, they had mountains of snacks and they did. And Remy just literally was like, fuck this. Let's move. <laughs> move down. We moved down a couple seats. And I'm sitting there like, okay. <laughs> God bless you, Bob. Um, yeah, that happened. All right. But then we get into the actual, I'll just say that Maria, Maria Menounos presents. That's all I'm going to call it. That is what it is. We've seen it, it twice now. First yeah. one wasn't bad. She, the first one with Evil Dead Rise was fine. Yeah, she brings on people who are in shows or movies that are hip- they are with it right now, and they just and they're obviously they're like people in their late teens, early twenties, mm -hmm. and they just talk about most nonsensical things. And the one with Evil Dead Rise did not make me cringe. No, but this was, one made me cringe because yeah. it was like they were literally pulling teeth, and it was written and performed. You could tell they rehearsed it, but yeah. they, they acted like it was this natural thing, talking movie trivia, and it was just it was awful. But we thought we were in the theater five minutes before the movie began, and we mm -hmm. watched at least. 40 minutes of, first of all, bullshit. Commercials. Mm -hmm. Actual commercials, everybody. Actual, we paid for tickets. Car commercials, booze commercials, just, it was fucking weird. And what was the highlight of all of that? And I don't mean to highlight everyone. This was a fucking low light. This was so strange. Now, understand, let us preface this. It was Pride Month, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so, so we're going to preface it by saying it was Pride Month. So this is Pride related. And let us preface by saying, too, no bullshit. We have gay friends. We have no issues with people who are different. We tend to have issues with any marginalized, you know, section of society and we side with them. But there is also a level where stuff can start to become a little overbearing. And that's what this was like. It was this. They go from like movie trailers and all that and commercials to these guys. Kind of I got the they had the energy of the village people, right? They had like ripped sleeves, and denim shorts. And they talk about the movie Megan. The recent AI. So I have seen this movie. It was an all right movie. Yeah, it was um, not that memorable. For anyone who's wondering, Megan is about this uh, woman. No, this this woman who has to take custody of her niece because her parents died in a car accident. And she works at this uh, technology technological company and they're working on artificial intelligence. And she decides to use the prototype they're working on named Megan, a robotic friend. Uh, Android. Yeah. That's that's essentially like a 12, looks like a 12 year old girl to become her friend, and then it goes haywire and becomes self-aware and then tries to kill everybody. It's child's play with a girl doll. Yeah, and and what it's really trying to say is the underlying message is like, again, 
because uh, everyone loves to play off fear, is a fear of technology. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's a movie that 16-year-olds take their girlfriends to. It, yep. it was a popcorn movie. I watched it too and thought, not when it ended, I'm like, I will not remember that movie for the life of me. So anyway, they're like, hey, guys, have you seen Megan? And like, it was the most just blatant. And what they were saying, and flags are splashing, rainbows and all sorts of shit. And it's like, now it's a kid's movie that we're in, first of all. They're basically like, well... Welcome to Pride Month, and on Pride Month, we have nominated Megan as our new icon. As our new gay icon. Now, first of all, when I saw Megan, and I saw what Megan looked like, you know what I said? Problematic. The world's full of sick people. Mm -hmm. Those Megan dolls would not be having a good time. Nope. So I found the idea of Megan, even when I saw it, a little creepy and weird. And you know people made jokes online about, you know what my Megan doll would be doing? And it's like, you're fucked up. Um, so there's that. And these guys are like, oh, she is a super queen. She stands for us. And it's like me and Bob are like, what the fuck is going on here? And then they talk about like the dance moment in the movie, which was made so that it would go viral on TikTok. It had no agenda. The guy's like, you could tell when she was doing Beyonce, she was doing it for the gays. And like they're saying slay queen and stuff. And I'm like, this is still just a little fucking girl. You guys is doing some weird shit with yeah, it. Yeah, this is this is someone who's supposed to be the representation of a 12-year-old female. And then it turns out that they're a killer robot. Yeah, and you guys, like, but it's like, go, queen. And it just, I don't get bothered by shit too much. And me and Bob were just like, that was a fucking yeah. lot. At most, you would see someone like me roll my eyes. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, Rem saw me literally, like, rolling my eyes. Or he literally would see me, like, look over, pan over to him to be like... Oh my God, this is, and it's going on. It went on for like six minutes. Yeah. And, and my big issue with that, again, not with, it's not with the communities. It's not with people advocating for themselves. It's just find the right thing. Yeah. Find the right thing. But also it's just like, literally like, let's latch on to any hot button thing we can and just make it our thing. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I just came here for a goddamn fucking movie. A comic book yeah. movie too. Can I get a break? Does that and I always wonder is like you know is that overwhelming to kids who are there with their parents mm -hmm. to watch the Flash and it's just like hey sisters I think a child would get the wrong message from that if they actually if that was the first time they saw Megan yeah and then they went and saw Megan I think they their takeaway would be wrong like yeah. they would have they would have an opposite effect oh so so these people who I think maybe it's a child who's questioning themselves and maybe there's, Oh, so they're saying that I should be a killer robot. <laughs> and I know I'm over the top there, but what I mean is maybe they're saying I should be like plastic. I should be fit. I should be all these things. I should be callous and performative. Yeah. And performative. Yeah. So, I mean that, that, and you know, when you pay 22 bucks, Bob took me by the way, good man. Things have been tough. Um, love you brother. You don't think you're paying to see ads, especially ads that have agendas. I think. You know, it is what it neutral. was. Neutral. You're thinking you're going to get neutral stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're as, just... as annoying as I found Maria Menounos and the cringeworthy stuff, that stuff is neutral. 100%. It's neutral. Like It's bubblegum that we didn't like the flavor again, of. Again, I don't like to go here because I know that people get up in arms and stuff, but it, it was just bringing wokeness into a situation where we didn't need wokeness. Yeah, agreed. And it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and so then... You wait that whole time and you get a what two hour and forty five minute movie, which is too fucking much. You get a, you get two hours and forty five minutes of 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 how South Park would say. 
That's, That's the what, only way I can put it. And like the fact that you know DC knew that the lead in Flash, Ezra Miller, he's a problematic fucking yeah. weirdo. He's gonna bring. He's bringing notoriety to DC and the role. And kudos to them. They stuck with him. Yeah, because they could. They could have canceled him. Yeah. They should have, though. He was could like, argue they, they should have. Yeah, he was grooming kids. So here's the thing. If you don't like Ezra Miller, The Flash is not two Ezra Millers. And one's even That's... more annoying than the main Ezra yeah. Miller. So if you don't like this guy, there's two of them. And even they're arguing. And you're like, where's the allure? The allure is Batman shows up for a half hour, kicks some ass. Where's the old suit? Shows the Batmobile. That's all. And then it was, for some reason, you know, they go back in time. So in a Flash movie... Batman is fighting Zod, who is Superman's enemy. It was fucking strange, guys. Don't see it. And, and that also leads into the discussion that, and by the way, I'm going to be shiny, man. We're in a heat wave here, so just be prepared. Yes, much like the last episode I did with our guest uh, and uh, probably wrong podcaster, Mike Snellgrove, it's uh, another hot day in here. So just bear with us because we're hot. Yeah. We're very hot. We're, we're going to be moist by the end. Yeah, I might even say after 30 minutes, don't show footage of me because it'll just be pure <laughs> glare of those lights off my forehead. Glare and gleam. Glare and gleam. But, and, and yeah, so Bob said something to me at the end of the movie that I found really interesting. Um, he said, you know what, Rem? I think that's the last time I'm going to the movies. So let's discuss that a little bit because we're movie guys. The whole discussion here was we're movies. movie people. We're from a we're from a generation that was built on blockbusters and going to the movies. And the movies were a performance. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal to go to the movies, whether by yourself, with friends, or with family. So it's a death in the family to yeah. say we're not going. But and it's because the industry itself is making it unwatchable and un, un and just making it a terrible experience, that's in it. my opinion. No, that's it. That's it. You know, it was movies. People are too afraid to tell directors to stop. So major movies that go to theaters now are two and a half, three hours long. And, and why? Why? I can't. I can't. Why? I'm getting I'm getting over with. So I listen to 98.5 The Sports Hub. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they do reviews of things. So they went and saw Oppenheimer. Okay. And that's a three-hour film. And they were the ones who said, if we're going to keep doing this bullshit with films, we should go back to bringing in the intermission. Yes. Like, we, if we're going to do that, we should go back Ooh. to, like, a 10 to 15-minute intermission. I love that idea. That and, is... and you know what? If you're going to do these movies, that's something that could get me in. However, in hindsight, I think that the previews for Evil Dead Rise were on the same level of annoyance, but we were rewarded with a movie we found enjoyable. Well said. Whereas the difference with The Flash is we, were, we had to sit through all that bullshit to see something that was garbage. Unremarkable and messy and too long and bloated. Yes. And Rem, is the, is the reality that the majority of stuff garbage? Yes. Com comparatively speaking. Yes. I'm yeah. sh I was shocked to like Evil Dead like I did. I've watched it twice since it's been out because I just wow. think it's, it's fun. It's a fun fucking movie. Wow. Yeah. And I Good for you. Yeah, I don't do that often. But you make the perfect point. You get out. It's a ritual. You get up early. You get food. Do your shit. Buy your drinks. Get in there. 
And if it's not going to be rewarding and it's going to go too long and at the end you're just going to be quiet because the movie was overwhelming. Fuck it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. How long ago did we see The Flash? You said about a month and a half? Yeah, it was about a month and a half. It's out now at home. Of course it is. So, it made its money. It's 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 terrible. It made its money. I think it broke even or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it didn't do well. And, and now they're looking to replenish that on streaming and whatever. But it's like even then, all right, if I only have to wait a month now and it's going to be mm-hmm. free essentially. Yep. So, yeah, it was, and it sucks because I'm with Bob. I liked taking my dates out to movies. I liked, I was, I was initially worried because they were, because of COVID. That they would never that, open again. That they were going to move towards streaming. And, and in the early part of it, Disney was like charging like $50 yep. for you to stream something because you couldn't go to the movie Mulan. theater. Anyway, and my fear was that they were going to gouge us that way and going to move towards that. But instead, I think they're doing it in a very subversive way. Yeah. For people like me, they're making the experience abrasive. Well said. And they're also putting it out quicker. So and it's like, okay, delay, delay the gratification, deal with less of that bullshit, and charge me more money. Yeah. I think that's how it's going to go. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm an asshole who will be like, no, fuck you. I steal shit. I'll admit it. I still pirate all my shit. That's how I, I don't. Have... I won't even pirate it. I just would rather just not watch it. Not I'd rather it. just not give. I would rather be like the world is not going to remember your name. Fuck you. You are but, gone. And you make another point that's good about films is you know you asked me about recently and do I think the quality of films have gone down? Films that I enjoy, yeah. Each year I'm seeing less and less. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I think it means the commodification of cinema and the idea that. Everything's sort of being pasteurized and made PG-13 mm-hmm. for the demographic, and that we're not that demographic. But one of yeah, I can't I can't even tell you a handful of films I like this year. Well, one thing we talked about in the moment that you wanted to bring up is the overuse of CGI. That movie it's, was it, a cartoon. The, the movie wasn't even like good. The, first off, the CGI was some of the worst I've ever seen. Yes. And on top of that, the movie was shot almost entirely in CGI. Mm-hmm. Poor CG. There's the scene. There's a scene at the beginning where they try to be like Deadpool for some reason, and he's running up a building, catching fallen babies in microwaves. I'm not kidding. And me and Bob are like, oh no. Because it was the first scene. And the CG, it looked like a cartoon. It looked like it had no connection to the reality we know. Yeah. Running up a building, catching babies. and Yeah. Knight Rider just called. At least it's a cool. <laughs> the 1980s just called and they said that they want to join the cause and uh, take it back. At least it's a cool, yeah. um, cool reference. But so, yeah. And it sucks because I love films, but no. And, and I do also agree. I, I love the intermission idea. Going out, having a smoke, refreshing your soda if you need to, taking a piss. Fuck you, taking, three hour movies. Yeah, taking a break. Mm-hmm. Taking a break if you're, because you, you need that. Like, I went and saw John Wick, chapter four. You told me. That movie is pushing three hours. Yeah, it was too I much. I could not hold my bladder. And I didn't drink anything in the movie. I could not hold my bladder for that long. And it didn't need to be. I couldn't. couldn't. And you're right, it didn't need to be. It was good no. and it was entertaining, but it's like, guys, someone needs to step up. Editors in Hollywood need to start saying, listen, man, we used to do 90 minute movies and the long ones would be two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, can the, we go back to 90 minute movies? That's oh, what and that's, that's my we dream. Talk, but that's something we talked about with Evil Dead Rise. That movie was 90 minutes, maybe 95 minutes. It doesn't matter. It was around an hour and a half and it got you in, out. It kept you on your edge of your seat, captivated mm-hmm. and entertained. 
That's what the movie should do, and we should go back to things like that. And it's great that you say that, because outside of Evil Dead, put it this way, have you heard of Ari Aster's most recent Joaquin Phoenix film, ben, um, what is it, Ben is Afraid, Bo is Afraid? Uh, not really. Okay. Three hours and 45 minutes. Like, this is the, this is the so this is like the thing. So I, could you imagine if Sergio Leone was alive right now? He'd be in a paradise. And for you guys who don't know, Sergio Leone, Classic. Spaghetti Westerns. Yep. He's the, he, he is the man who directed all the Clint Eastwood movies, A Fistful of Dollars for a few dollars more, uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. ugly yeah. And he also directed uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, which is a very underrated Western movie. Good with um, the guy, uh, Bronson. Pierce Bronson? Char Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson, one of the iconic characters yeah. of the Western. And... I bring that up because all of his movies were like two hours long. However, his epic movie is Once Upon a Time in America with Robert De Niro and Robert Woods. Yeah. That movie, I believe, is three and a half hours. The original cut. And that was but, unheard of. But the in the United States, they cut it, they cut like an hour out of the movie. Mm -hmm. And the and and Sergio Alone, he 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 retired from directing because of that. That's tough. And then he died short, like a couple years after Once Upon a Time in America came out. And people have seen the the unedited cut. And the unedited cut was shown in like Europe, was shown around the world. Properly, yeah. Yeah, and because and the one that was released in the U.S. was like, ah, it's all right. It's all right. It's not the same film, But then though. people see the entirety, and it's like, well, it makes more sense now, and that is a good movie. And you know who else did that? The Zack Snyder director cut of Justice League. Yeah. Um, that actually went up. Sergio Leone. We can't make that stuff up. We did not make that up. That just happened. That wow, just happened. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, to be completely honest with you, I think that a lot of directors are basically being surrounded by yes men. And I think that, a lot of directors are yes men themselves. Yes. Yeah. Not just be, I think everyone's a yes, a yes man and they're all just going along with whatever the studio says. I mean, I don't know. Have you seen the TikToks of people who do special effects? Where they talk about how it's pushed on them and it's very cheap to do CGI yeah. and nobody cares because these movies are just going to be gold mines. Mass produced too. They're going to be mass produced. They're going to give a lot of money and it's just, and the studios are like, ah, fuck it. But Flash failed essentially. So hopefully people are going to be like, we have to stop cutting the shit. I know, but so did the Justice League. And it doesn't matter. But make so a does all that stuff and it doesn't matter. You're right. So really to make something fail, you have to make it epically fail. Yeah. And that means for someone like me, it means I'm just going to stop going. That's it, man. I'm not going to talk about it on social media. I'm not going to talk about, I, I'm talking about the movie theater experience now because it's atrocious. Yeah. It's a fucking 88 HD kids wet dream. Yeah. Commercials. I mean, just the amount of ads. It's like. It's selling, selling everything. Everything is selling, selling LGBTQ because at the end of the day, guess what people, that's what they were doing. They were oh, selling it. Yeah. They were selling it. So it's robbing it of its soul too. They're making it woke. They're trying to mass produce it. They're trying to cash in on so it. So they're sucking out the meaning of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Pun intended. Yep. Because that's all, because we live in a TikTok real culture. That is it. An influencer culture. Yep. Where everyone's just trying to latch on to something to get themselves out there because everyone's a brand. And that's taking part 30 minutes before a fucking movie. And that's very frustrating and annoying. Because if you go into the film exhausting, it doesn't matter how good the movie's going to be. No. No. And that's what it was. We were burnt out before the movie had even started. Mm -hmm. So, you yep. know. So we're already agitated and we're already. Uh, just like, and, and, and then the movie doesn't help. Yeah. Then you just, it was a mess. It was loud. It was bright. It didn't make sense. It was just, it was fuck. It was just fuck the world. Fuck everything. Yeah. We left yeah. that. But, it, and you know, I'm glad we had the evil dead experience. Cause I'll always hold that one and be like, cool. I got one last yeah, good one in one too. Last hurrah. But I also say 
There's no coincidence that one of the reasons we probably loved it and we're still hyped about it was because of the 90 minutes. Yes. We I got out. We didn't talk about the flash. Yep. It was too much. Evil Debbie talked about the whole ride home and quoted it and stuff. So, it's so, so cool. Yeah. Can can do you can you do you have any quotes from Flash? Because I don't. Not a one. Forgettable. Oh yeah, one because it was Michael Keaton. He's like, want to get crazy? We'll get crazy because that was mm. from Batman. But that's only because that's an Easter egg. No, it that's, is. It's an Easter egg. I don't count Easter eggs. No. I mean I like any anything that Ezra said. Ezra Miller. Not a fucking no, word. Either, either Ezra. Because <laughs> there were two of them. Two, two chances to succeed, and he failed both times. Not a word. Yep. Fuck him. Fuck. One good thing else about the movie that I will say. I liked whoever that chick... There was a Supergirl in the movie, because of course there was. That mm -hmm. chick was good. She was intense. She wasn't in it long, and I thought she did a good job. You know, she was born in Boston. Really? She was born in our backyard. Oh, nice. Yeah. And but then she moved out to... She did what people who want to be actors and actresses did. New York City, LA. LA. Yeah. Or as a, I was about to make a letter, Kenny, if you ever saw that. You love that show. I do. I do. Because they make a reference to L.A. and they make yeah. fun of L.A. They're just like, L.A. Because they say that's how people from L.A. Talk. Oh, yeah. That's how the people from there talk. But, I mean, is there anything else we can we, This could be a short episode because literally this could be our fuck you castaway of. No, yeah. And that's all. I mean, that. that's all it was. We're not going to mm -hmm. make you not. We're not going to tell you the script and walk you through it and stuff. But just it, it sucks for us because it, this whole podcast is about the things we used to do that we grew up doing. It's about all the stuff we identify with as a group of people. And it seems like the world is taking that away from us. So to lose one of those And what makes sucks. me angry about that is that we are, we are the demographic that now drives the economy. We're the demographic that drives the country, essentially. We're all in our 40s, or yeah. we're approaching our 40s. We're in that sweet demographic that advertisers always talk about, 34 to 54. Yeah. We're smack dab in the fucking middle, and they're just trying to phase us out. Yeah, we got nothing. Yeah. You know? And if they're trying to cater towards children, as Remy has brought up multiple times, we're having less children. So it's not like you're catering to our children. Childrenless dudes right yeah. here. So. Like, ooh, you guys are fucking up. Yeah, it was a lot. Fucking up. And we live in a world. We live in a world now where we're savvy enough. We'll Cody that shit. We'll do something. Yeah, we don't, and we don't tolerate it. No. You know, that's why we're when, over it. When Bob said no more movies for me, it made perfect sense. So why don't we wrap up this episode on that note? Yep. A big fuck you to the industry. A big <laughs> fuck you to DC. <laughs> big fuck you to Ezra Miller. A big fuck you to the woke pre-commercialized culture. Yeah, and call it a day. Big fuck you to the thirty ads that wanted yeah. for some reason thirteen-year-old kids to buy. $40,000 vehicles. I'd say a big fuck you to Maria Menounos, but I mean, that's what she, that's what she does. I'm not and mad at her. she's cute and good I'm at it. I'm not mad at her. I, and you know, yeah. Is her laugh annoying, but that's her niche. Like, she's supposed to be. And, and to be fair, like I know she has the, not the benign. Like, Tumor. Can't, can't, and she, she, she's inoperable and, that, and that's been a struggle for her in her personal life, all that. And I don't want to like, yeah, no, we're not going to say, I'm not going to, not going to tear, tear you down, Maria. Like you're doing no. your job. That's your job? Like, you're doing that. But the whole just theater industry. Maria, please just make it less cringy. And be more authentic. Please. You're charming. Please. You could do it. Do that for, don't just do that for two middle-aged guys who have loved you since like 2005. Do it for but, you. Yeah. Do it for you. Do it, do it, just do and do it for your career. Yeah. We're back, bitches. Yep. Take care, everyone. Look out for the next episode. Bye.